This is Pure Grace with Kitty, episode 10, For the Birds. Well, hi, friends. Um, I had an amazing day yesterday, a very educational day, and I'll probably talk to you about that a little bit. But first, um, I just want to say hello, and I want to thank God for bringing us all together here today so that um, we can listen to parts of his word and um, hopefully get a chance to talk about it. So today I would like to read to you from Luke We'll start with Luke chapter 12, the section about Jesus speaking against hypocrisy. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than the many sparrows. I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. So um, I just would like to, again, welcome you here. And uh, I'm going to tell you about some things that happened in my life in the past few days. But um, yeah, I had some interesting experiences. And um, I want to share that with you. But let's Go ahead and bow our heads and give thanks to God for um, being here today. So, dear Father, I ask you, Lord, that you stay with us a while while we gather here and bless us with understanding, bless us with hearts to do your will. And I thank you for all that you've provided. In Jesus' name, I ask. 
that you be here with us. Amen. Okay, so I've always had this fascination with birds. I can remember one of my earliest memories, and I may have been about two and a half years old. Um, I have a memory of petting a goose and the goose turning on me and chasing me and my brother um, following behind to scare off the goose. But I still didn't care that the goose was chasing me. I just wanted to say hello. Um, when I was about 12, I think I was, uh, I was in a park. No one around. It was early, early in the morning. No one around anywhere. And I found a bird guide on a bench and um, never found its owner, looked hard for its owner. I, like I put little papers out, did you lose a book? And nobody ever answered. And so I kept that little bird guide and I tried to mark off all the different birds that I saw. I still have that little book and I still refer to it often to if I see a bird that I'm not sure if it's one or the other. When my mother-in-law passed away, um, at the moment that she passed away, I was at home and she was in a hospital. And moments before I received a phone call from the hospital, I had been washing dishes at the kitchen sink, looking out into the yard. And a little bird, of which I've never seen another one like it before or since, came and sat in the narrow windowsill and looked up at me right into my eyes as I washed dishes and some emotion came over me and I just began to cry. And then the phone rang and it was um, a nurse from the hospital saying that I needed to come right away because something had happened while she had already passed away. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to happen. I've had pet birds throughout my life. I, I started with a parakeet. I had a pet parakeet that I named Chester. And I moved away so I couldn't keep the parakeet. I don't remember what became of the little Chester, but he was a sweet little bird. And then um, later I had some more parakeets, but I also had a cat and you can guess what happened. I don't even remember the name. I think that one was Arthur. And the cat figured out how to open the parakeet's cage and caught, caught the parakeet and couldn't save it. We lived in Hawaii and I started raising African finches. And before you know it, I was supplying the um, pet store with uh, more finches to put on their shelf. And fast forward now. I am the chicken mama. I have lots of, I've had quite a few chickens right now. I'm down to two and that's Scarlett and Amelia that live out in the chicken coop. But um, I have a funny little story that Saturday I was out um, and about running errands. One of the things our um, county extension office was giving away um, trees, native trees for free, as long as you could show that you're a resident of the county and um, you could take one tree per household. You just had to show up early. So I showed up early, 
I picked out my tree. It was just the tree that I was hoping to get. And I had an errand to run. I needed to stop and drop off a little envelope at the UPS store. So there was one nearby. And so I pulled into the parking lot. I thought, oh, that's strange. There's nobody here. And it was about 9 a.m., a little bit after 9. And I walked up to the door and it was dark and then I looked at the hours and it said that on the weekdays they opened at 8.30, but on a Saturday they didn't open till 10. So I said, well, I'm not gonna wait here. And I started walking back to my car and there was a big puddle next to my car on the passenger side. And so I walked over to it because there were three little sparrows there. And when I walked close, they didn't fly away. They just stayed right there. And then I looked down and what I thought was a paper receipt on the ground. I was going to pick it up and put it in the trash, but it was in the puddle. And then I looked again and the little birds were pointing to the little $20 bill that was sitting there in the puddle. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, God told us that he feeds the birds, you know, that they don't have to worry, but um, it kind of felt like they were feeding me that morning. Just a funny little thing about the birds. So, um, yeah, so I'll probably always remember that, just like I remember some of these other things with um, incidents with the birds. And um, so I got a message the other day that a friend of mine I haven't seen, we moved from San Antonio in 2014. And this friend is from San Antonio and I hadn't seen her since um, we left there. And at one point we worked together and, uh, but I was uh, a big part of, we were a big part of each other's lives, you know, at that time when we lived there in San Antonio. So she was a good drive away from me. Um, so it was about a two and a half hour drive turned into like a three and a half hour drive because of traffic. But I decided we found a way to meet and get together. And I, I kind of, this verse kind of spoke out to me because I was feeling like a hypocrite. Um, because we, she was um, visiting Disney and it's a place where I have, you know, said, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a part of that anymore. I worked there at one time, but yeah, I, I don't endorse it anymore. And so I agreed though to get up early in the morning and go find her because I had a big day. I had to come back home, you know, shortly after our little visit. But um, there were some things that happened there and um, it's weighing on my mind about hypocrisy. It says, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. You know, Disney teaches about um, makes you think that everything is for the children and to make them happy. You know, they call it the happiest place on earth. And while I was there, I just had this terrible sense of, I, I, 
discord and um, and not for my friends, you know, my friend that I, I went to meet yesterday, but um, just felt like, look at all these people wearing their Mickey Mouse ears and, and lots of angry people, lots of people trying to push to be first. And I didn't go into the parks, but what I did do, um, there's a spot called Disney Springs. And at Disney Springs, it's a shopping center. Well, I haven't visited there, um, man. I think I think it was well, it must have been 2019 because I took somebody down there in 2019, uh, just because I didn't know the things then that I know now. But uh, you know, there there was huge crowds, and now just to go shopping in this shopping mall. You have to go through, um, just like, it's almost like going to the airport. You have to go through the metal detector gates and some people are getting wanded down and some people get pushed over to the side to have their purse checked, but not everybody gets their purse checked. So one of the first things that happened when I picked up my friends and took them over to the shopping center, I thought this would be a good place to go. We don't have to buy a ticket and we can walk around and maybe, you know, get a coffee and maybe something to eat. And all I could see was that this wasn't a ride where, you know, you wanted to be first in line. This is just a place to wander around and visit and shop. And people were pushing their way to sit on the bench or to get first through the turnstile where they're going to wand you down. It was kind of an eerie feeling. But one of the first things that happened, there were three of us, the two adults, and my friend brought her, um, her granddaughter. Um, and that's why she was here. Her daughter, her granddaughter was um, in a STEM program that during their spring break from school, they, they came uh, to um, have some learning experiences uh, that were sponsored there at Disney. So anyhow, uh, it was their last day. And so we went over to the shopping and we're waiting in the line to go through the metal detectors. And as we passed through the metal detectors and they waved wands over us, they pushed the 12-year-old all by herself into the line where they um, checked the purses. And so right away I protested. I, I, I'm like, why, why are you separating us? We need to go with her. And they said, no, you can't go with her. She has to go by herself. We could see her the entire time, but it was a very uncomfortable feeling. And um, we, we didn't like that they wanted her to go by herself and she had the smallest purse of all of us and so I thought this is really strange why why in the world do they have to bother a child this way I know I think she looked older than she is but why do they have to bother a child so that's where I said it's you know Jesus told us be on our guard you know the hypocrisy of it um, there was nothing to conceal. So there was nothing to disclose. Um, there was nothing hidden that needed to be made known to those people. 
I don't know. I don't know if they picked us out of the crowd knowing that we were the kind that maybe questioned people's motives for things. I don't know. Anyway, so we were walking through and it, it was just, I don't know, I can't explain it. Um, it was just a crowd that I felt very uncomfortable in. Thousands and thousands of people. And I didn't feel like any of them were like me. I didn't think any of them, it didn't feel like there was anybody there who had their eyes on Jesus. I felt like a hypocrite being there, but I just wanted to see my friend who I hadn't seen in so long. But I didn't have a fear. But one of the things that was also so strange was I was waiting. Um, they were looking to um, buy a little pin as a souvenir and we're looking for the right one and other visit. And as I was standing there, was standing there with me and we noticed there was a man with a St. Bernard dog on a leash inside the store. I thought this is kind of bizarre. And so that um, he took that uh, St. Bernard and it had a service animal um, embroidered on the leash and we're standing there, and uh, then my friend came back, and she says, Oh, you know, it says service dog. Don't pet the dog. You have to ask. So the man turns around, and he says, Okay, let me let him check you out, and then you can pet him. And right away, I had this tingling on the back of my neck that's like, This isn't right. And I think... My friend's granddaughter had the same sense, and so she, she started to turn away, but then the man proceeded to right away announce, well, I have PTSD. It's like, I didn't ask him anything, but let me have my dog smell you, and then he'll determine whether you're okay. And he says, he's looking for pedophiles. I thought, oh my, who says that to somebody? And, and then he says, yeah, that's why I have PTSD. So we weren't saying anything to this man. And he starts telling us, this is why I have PTSD. It's because I was sexually molested. And I was molested. And it wasn't a woman that did it. He says, it was a man in the back end, if you know what I mean. And I thought, this is strange. We need to get out of here. And uh, the crowd was so big, we couldn't turn fast enough. You know, we didn't want to, he hadn't done anything wrong, but right away, you know, like, who can I tell about this man? <laughs> There's something wrong with this. But we have these rules um, that seem kind of hypocritical to me. Again, um, you can put a label on your animal and call it a service dog and suddenly it's allowed anywhere it wants to go and uh, I don't have to show papers because that would be too invasive if I ask to see your papers that you're allowed to have this animal in the store <laughs> so all I can say is that yes I was on my guard and yes we turned away um, but 
here again, this is this fear that we have sometimes of being ridiculed or being opposed. Uh, it lets our guard down of witnessing for Jesus, right? For the Christ. Uh, you know, we cling to being comfortable and, and peaceful. And sometimes even at the cost of our walk with God, you know, I'm like, it put heavy on my heart to wonder, you know, was I supposed to do something else? Was I supposed to say something else? Now, I did say to my friend's granddaughter, you know, that um, we're going to pray for this man. But I probably should have said something to that man in regards to Jesus. I should have at least let him know that Jesus loves him. I probably also should have let him know that that wasn't an appropriate thing to say to a 12-year-old. 12-year-old doesn't need to know about that. You know, they'll find out soon enough. Just like me chasing the goose, you know. Nobody needed to chase the goose away from me. I'd have found out soon enough if that goose was going to come after me. <laughs> but... Um, you know, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. I've always had this thing for all kinds of birds. Well, I've always liked the birds. But just like the birds, you know, we each have value. I've been going through, you know, because of this Lenten season that we're in, um, you know, that self-reflection that sometimes leads to a dip in your faith or uh, you know, wondering if, I, if I'm worthy, right? But then Jesus reminded us that I'm more valuable than those birds, you know? It was kind of like that message with the money that showed up in the little puddle with the birds that pointed me to them. It's like the birds weren't worth much, but I was worth more than a $20 bill, <laughs> you know, and, and I guess our true value is God's estimate of our worth, not what others think of us. Other people will evaluate you and put you into a category according to how you perform or how you achieve, how you look. But God doesn't care about all of that. He cares for us. Just as he does for all his creatures, even the little sparrows. Because we all belong to him. So we have to remember that we can face our life without fear. It was pretty cool that those birds didn't fear me. They knew I didn't mean them any harm. I made the little chippy noises at them, you know, like I always do, you know, this and um, we just kind of didn't mind it. So I think God does that to us too. He, he gives us things that remind us how much we mean to him. So I was thinking about, you know, talking about these birds today. And I was watching, I have a little mockingbird family that's building a nest this morning. And I got to watch them picking little branches off. I have a jasmine vine and little 
picking little branches off to make a nest somewhere. Um, but I have all kinds of birds that live in my yard besides my chickens. I have an owl in the tree behind the house. I have bluebirds that live in the trees. They're on both sides. And now I have a little mockingbird family, I guess. But, um, you know, we talk about our faith and the hypocrisy sometimes that we're presented with. And we do kind of chip away at that faith by disowning Jesus when we hope that no one will think we are Christians. You know, sometimes it's hard to stand out in the crowd. Um, I hope that I didn't let my Savior down. I hope that um, I presented a, a, you know, Christ in my face. But I did not speak up, and it's dangerous to not speak up for what is right. You know, today um, I had a knock on the door, and right now in my city there um, is a mayoral race that's going on that it's getting pretty brutal. We've got so many people running. I, I don't know if it's 9 or 11. I don't know, but there's a lot of people running, and just two parties and they seem to be um, at odds with each other even within the same party so I'm kind of puzzled over this but I had a knock on the door today and it was for one of the supposed Republicans that I um, have some strong feelings about in opposition to and I was silent. Her husband came to the door today, knocking on the door to find out why I haven't voted yet, which that kind of bothers me. I think, no, I didn't vote yet. You know, it's the, it's early voting right now. And I always vote on the actual election day, which is next week. And so it's like, did I let my faith down by not speaking up for what is right? You know, I had questions from this candidate and but it wasn't the candidate at my door, it was her husband. And I think I was intimidated because of things I know about what her husband did in his job. And it was kind of not something for the people. So I just kind of didn't speak up. I blended in. I blended in with all the others that hadn't spoken up. It's like, am I being a hypocrite? What is wrong with me? You know, how can I accept these non-Christian values, whether it's Disney and promoting things that lure children into places that maybe they shouldn't be exposed to. But in contrast, maybe just by doing the right thing, living in a moral and upright and Christ-honoring life, maybe that's the beginning of faith to do the right thing. I guess sometimes if your words might cause more trouble than is God-pleasing, maybe it's okay. Maybe getting into an argument with the candidate's wife 
wouldn't have made any big difference because there was no one else to see but me, he, and God. So maybe it wasn't worth my time. Maybe it was better that I said nothing. You know, I don't know if that would have... I did say, God bless you, when he left. But, um, yeah, I didn't have any questions because I guess maybe it wasn't worth it. Um, but we do need to find times to share our faith with others. And that was one of the things that was pretty cool when I got to see my friend. She knows I love Jesus. But... Um, She's kind of, um, I know she's a, she believes in God. She trusts Jesus, but her faith life is um, not in the same place as mine. And so we did get an opportunity to share a little bit about what I'm doing in my life, um, how I am serving others. And... Um, how in my own small way, so far it's not anything big, but um, little ways that we can help others who are in need. Taking a stand for what's right. And then most of all, loving others, just as God has loved us. You know, acknowledging our loyalty to Christ and using our lives and resources to carry out his desires rather than our own. So, um, yeah, I, I was wondering different ways that um, people have found their value in Christ and small ways that others are spreading that love I know right now I've been challenged, and so I'm going to start mine in two weeks. Uh, I'm going to be away from my uh, podcast, um, and so I just want to make sure that I am keeping an eye on it, but I'm going to start this challenge um, that I've been challenged, and so I challenge any of you who are listening that one of the things that we can do that's so small but would mean a lot and would help us grow our little communities and spread that love of Christ and love for each other. And that is, we are doing the sourdough starter. <laughs> so we're being challenged in your own little neighborhood. If you could start a sourdough starter and start out learning how to make that loaf and as it grows, it's going to grow first. It's going to start out as one. Then it's going to turn into four <laughs> and so on. And so one of the big things that you're going to need to do, is start giving those away. And um, one of the things that we can do is to start to get to know our neighbors. And whether you know them or not, um, Bake an extra loaf and go house by house one week or one day, depending on how fast yours is growing and multiplying. You take those extra loaves and knock on your neighbor's door 
and just say hello, I live across the street or I live next door and say, I really don't know you and I, I would like to be able to call you by your first name if you don't mind. And I wanted you to know that I was thinking about you and I wanted you to have this loaf of bread that I just made. And maybe if we start um, spreading those loaves of bread around, we could also open up some conversations where we can share our faith. You know, it, um, we share our faith more by action than we do with words most of the time. Um, sometimes words can feel shallow and empty and make us feel hypocritical. I know I struggle sometimes getting the words out when I mean to get them out and the words that I want to say, I, it's like afterwards I'm always thinking, oh, I should have said, I could have said, you know, that's a thought that comes out for me frequently. And so I just wanted you to um, think about that. Well, it's almost the top of the hour, and I didn't know if there's anybody out there that was interested in calling in, if you want to talk about some things that are happening in your neck of the woods. Um, tonight, I'm going to go meet with some of my um my, uh, I guess you could call it the tribe. <laughs> I meet with a, a local farmer and once every two weeks they bring us a share. So we get what's called a half share of meat and a half share of um, vegetables. And that's enough for uh, two people for two weeks. So yesterday was the share day. And it, it's always nice to meet with the farmer, but it's even more nice when I get to actually meet with the share friends. So <laughs> we're just going to talk about things that we're doing in our little world. Some of those things are home church, having small um, worship at home, study the Bible. Uh, then the second thing, many of them are homeschoolers. I don't have children at home anymore, so I may help out a little bit with that, but um, uh, we're promoting homeschooling because who can teach their children better than the people who love their children? You know, we, we have to be cautious about where we're sending our kids and be involved. What better way to be involved than to teach them yourself? We're also going to be talking about the gardens we're growing. I have a garden in my yard right now. I have grapes and blueberries that are taking off. And so I'm going to be tending those a little later today, as well as my chickens. I love watching the birds. I love looking up into the sky and watching them fly or watching them as they catch the bugs midair, you know, in my yard above the garden. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And um, 
besides Patriot Gardens, we're also going to be talking about what can we do um, to be informed in our locality. Like I told you today, we have um, uh, candidates coming and knocking on the door, and it happened again today, you know, but it was not the candidate themselves. It was the husband of the candidate that came. And um, so anyway, uh, being informed about what's happening in, your, in the politics and the legislation that affects you personally in your neighborhood. You know, maybe you, you are the kind of person who is equipped to get involved locally. And um, besides that, we are talking about um, uh, being Mary Michelle Robertson or Mary Robertson uh, being conservative in our choices. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, being conservative in our choices, um, whether it's being independent with your energy, people um, installing wood stoves and solar panels and other things to help you conserve, uh, being careful with your waste, you know, reducing how much waste you have or being able to reuse the things, you know, uh, making your own things, just being conservative with your supplies. Lots and lots of choices that we can make and um, it's important to do that locally, but being connected um, in a faithful way. But most important of all, we need to be loving to each other. Um, just as God loves the birds just as much as he loves us, maybe he loves us a little bit more. But um, yeah, I'm just so glad that you could be here with me today. So let's have a closing prayer. And if any of you need a prayer today, I would like to include you in this. But to close, let's bow our heads, put our hands together, and pray. Heavenly Father, increase my love. My love wears thin, and too often my heart grows cold. Warm me with your love that I might be a source of love to others. And let all I do point the world to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you again for being here today. Uh, let me see if I can get... I have a song that I would love for you to hear. And let me see if I can get that to play for us today. But... Um, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit slow today. Like I said, this time change, that's another thing we should have talked about, this time change. Um, I don't understand. They keep promising us they're going to just keep us on the same time and that we won't have to change our clocks. And now I'm still trying to adjust from both taking a long drive yesterday and then also... Um, yeah, because I think I was in the car about seven hours yesterday driving. And then also having that, um, losing an hour of sleep over the time schedule. So, 
let me try. Yeah, so here's a song that I love to hear. Oops. if you've heard this one.
Okay, I love that song. Um, I didn't know it until near the end of his life, but that was my father's favorite song. And so it always surprises me. Um, and I'll tell more stories about my father <laughs> at a different time. But it's good to see you here. Saya and Yaya. <laughs> ja, ja. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was anybody interested in calling in? Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up and I'll post this show um, so that you can listen to this later. But I thank God for watching over his sparrows and for watching over us, too. Thanks, my friends. <laughs>